0: Mega Monster Dumb Man Episode 3, Screaming Devilkin.
1: I'm Chris from MDC.
0: And I'm James from Monster Man.
1: And we are here once again uh, to discuss a fantasy monster that we are going to try to transplant to a trench coat horror setting. And today, it's a silly one, so let's get right to it. And uh, let's just try to sell it as best we can. Uh, what do you got?
0: Uh, so this, I, I, I was on the fence for this one. As I explained back in, in episode one, there's, you know, the, the, there's a question of how applicable the monster is. And in the end, I decided to err on the side of erring, I think. And I included the, <laughs> the screaming devil kin. The screaming devil kin is a bit of an odd little monster because it is not a devil, like it's got bat wings, it's got a barbed tail, it's got horns, it's got pointy ears, it's got like a mean little face. But it's it's just it's just a living being. It's just a monster it has no connection to, you know, being a demon or devil other than that it's also evil. So again, this one comes from the Fiend Folio. So when you took a look at the the Screaming Devilkin, what what was it what struck you about it first?
1: The name was intriguing. Very literal. Yes. <laughs> when I uh when I looked up the monster, in terms of the concept, it was just what I thought it would be. Um, I assumed we were going to have, uh, you know, a little devil-looking thing that screams. Uh, it turns out to be screaming, if anything, is an understatement, I would say. This thing is, is shrieking constantly, which is difficult for the masquerade. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought, this is, a, this is a challenge. This is something we can work with. Because what my mind instantly went to is, what are all the reasons that people scream in public? Because now we have our splats. This is what you need for a trench coat horror monster is <laughs> source books, different like subdivisions. So I'm actually very excited about this. As soon as I saw it, I was like, Oh, will this work? And then I thought, Oh, no, 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 we can, we can rationalize this. I, so I was very excited about the devil can- And then I looked it up in the fiend folio. This little charmer. I have not felt this way about a monster since the magman from the oh, 3.5, five 3.0 yeah. mm-hmm. monster manual. You give me a little scary red baby. That's the kind of monster I want to handle.
0: And. Everything about it adds to that. So like this is like it has like stumpy, useless legs and arms. Like the <laughs> yes. only thing it can do is fly around. It's got uh it can hit you with its tail with its cruel barbs. And the the rest of the time it says it has a painful howling scream, which it sets up continuously in the presence of other beings. Nothing can stop this screaming. Conversation <laughs> is inaudible. Uh, You can't attack or cast spells, uh, et cetera, et cetera, right? So there's a bunch of mechanical stuff about the screen. It's there to to mess up people like wizards who need to be able to speak to use their powers, right? But Mm -hmm. removed from that context, it's actually, like, superficially, it's hilarious. Like, oh, yeah, Mr. Cool Vampire with your mirror shades and your motorcycle. Like, you're going to go, and you're going to go to this house, and you're going to get attacked by, like, a baby that just screams all the time. (laughs) And then... But the more you think about it, actually, the more horrific it is. Like, you know, you go to whatever, I don't know, it's almost an abandoned warehouse in these types of things, right? Like cities just consist of nothing but abandoned warehouses. And you go to the abandoned warehouses and there's puddles of water on the floor and you're like, I know you're here, show yourself. And then like a little batwing baby (laughs) clinging to some pillar appears. and just goes, ah! (laughs) That's, no, I don't like that at all. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I feel like there's actually something there in terms of how genuinely unsettling that is once.
1: Yeah, uh, using this as a monster versus using it as like a player character option or like part of an NPC cast, there's a world of difference. Mm -hmm. As anyone knows who's ever had uh, a variety of different relationships to a baby, a baby that cries all the time is totally different depending on whether it's like a baby on the bus, a friend's baby, or your baby. Mm -hmm. Those are like three different scenarios totally different in terms of like the psychological impact and if you're gonna play one of these things or if you're gonna have one of these things be like a regular npc like hey we better go you know check in with baby joe about see what he knows about what's happening in the warehouse district you're like hey joe and he's like ah um, i do think that gets old <laughs> um, but i i don't know what do you think about consistent use of these in your story is there any way to do it at all
0: i mean there is you have to tweak it though i feel right so you just have to change things so i mean i i think the we just have to assume that this thing about how they scream constantly is if they want to fight right Mm. and we're just gonna have to expand beyond that description because no there's no way to have as a recurring character something that just screams continually you can't have a conversation with it and you can't have a conversation with anybody else while it's around that doesn't feel like uh, is going to be useful. But I like your idea of, like, what are all the different reasons that people scream? Like, because, you know, sometimes they scream because they're excited. Sometimes they scream because they're in distress. Sometimes because they're frightened and sometimes because they're happy, right? So you could kind of give it different. I mean, this is probably the most, like, tinkering that we've done with the creature's concept so far. But uh, we maybe have the farthest to go with this one. Um, I, I, go, go on.
1: Well, I was just going to say, what if we, what if we do kind of like a changeling thing and we have it that what we're dealing with are people who are sort of inhabited by a screaming devilkin, mm-hmm. like manifesting in the modern world. And this causes them to be very screamy by human standards, but not actually scream constantly. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they have like this constant urge to scream. Uh, and then the, the devilkin would choose people who scream a lot for a variety of different reasons, and that would affect the manifestation of the devilkins. You've got your subtype. So, like, maybe there are devilkins who know that life is unfair, and that's why they scream constantly. Mm-hmm. And they would like to go inhabit toddlers, let's say. Right. Because there's, like, a simpatico there. And so whenever the toddler feels that life is unfair, they can't do something, they got to put it down, then the devilkin side comes out, and they start screaming, right? And maybe grow a barbed tail. I don't know. TBD. Versus devilkin who realized that, life is fun for humans, it doesn't suck for them like it does for devils, and it makes them angry that other people are having fun, and then they, like, go, <clears throat> they go and have it, like, cranks, you know, like, mm-hmm. old humans who are screaming, get off my lawn, and then it comes out in those situations, does that, does that make sense?
0: Yeah, definitely, and the kind of, that that also, uh, the, the idea of it being kind of in reaction to, yeah, what are the reasons that people scream, particularly... Because you can then use the scream as you know, it, it becomes their power, right? That the manifestation of the the curse or whatever is the power. I think works really well. And we did kind of have to kick, you know, the maybe that maybe the the monster baby form is what the thing looks like when it's not possessed somebody or when it's not you know transferred its power to a human. Because I think it's right to associate the ideas of babies and screaming, right? I mean, I think that's yeah. that's pretty sound. I definitely like the changeling um, idea under those circumstances. You, you can definitely make them a player character and you can give them like that trade off the like, Oh, well I'm going to have to indulge my vice in order to use my power. Right? So I know that I have this power that comes from being a cranky old git that won't let people enjoy themselves. And sometimes I'm going to need to do that. Right? Like sometimes I'm going to have to prevent people from having a good time in order to achieve whatever it is that I'm trying to achieve. And I yeah. think, yeah, I, I think you can do that. You, you know, you can definitely come up with five to seven reasons to scream, right? Oh,
1: I mean, in this economy,
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, okay, so fine. I think that works. I think, I think if you if you if you go to de- go to like screaming as a thing, it's a bit. Um, it has that kind of um, that sort of Buffy quality, where you know the monster connects thematically to whatever like social problem it is that the that the characters are. Uh, experiencing which I think is a good thing for a monster that otherwise has a tendency to maybe feel a little rootless.
1: Yeah, yeah, it gives them it gives them a point. It's weird for there to be screaming but the screaming isn't about anything. Yeah. And uh yeah, so I like this and and I want to pitch something else here too. I think there should be like we've had sort of the crabmen and we've had the skulk sort of hiding in their little enclaves mm-hmm. in the city. I think that the screaming devilkins should be more public. People don't know their devilkin, but they know each other. I want to pitch a situation that is like the film Wings of Desire, where Peter Falk is actually an angel, mm-hmm. like not just playing an angel, but like the character, Peter Falk playing himself is an angel. I think there are well-known people who are actually screaming devilkins, but they're celebrities, but people don't know their devilkins. They just think they scream a lot. And they are like secretly the sort of click leaders of other screaming devilkins who share this experience. So like, uh, like an Alex Jones... Or like uh, the professional wrestler, the ultimate warrior, that's a screaming devilkin. Mm -hmm. And people just think they yell all the time for unrelated reasons. But then if you're a new screaming devilkin, if you're someone who, you know, got real pissed one day and got inhabited by a demon baby, then, you know, when you go and meet the ultimate warrior, he's like, he recognizes you. He can see a fellow devilkin. Mm -hmm. And so they have like these networks. I I see them being like having these these influential cliques and sort of hiding in plain sight.
0: I like that. And it definitely, the, the idea of the, you know, the screaming devil as like an entertainer or as a demagogue definitely works, particularly when you kind of, um, when you think about how cathartic screaming is. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, that, uh, because that is, you, you, you know, maybe you could, uh, maybe it has something that they have to kind of like, uh, they have to like let it build up. Right. They have to, uh, you know, to fire off the big scream, You have to experience that frustration or you have to, like, because I got to assume that in real life, Alex Jones has to, like, whip himself up into a frenzy, right? Like, I don't think it's, (laughs) like, it's obviously an act, but it's also, I think it's more than an act. I think he has to, like, goad himself into a profoundly unhealthy mental state in order to just, you know, deliver hours of sweaty ranting.
1: In fact, what there should be for the devilkins, since they have these barbed tails, I'm going to suggest those should be poisonous barbs Mm -hmm. uh, or rather, uh, like, like, venomous barbs. Yeah. and then venom is a stat that the character has that like frustration and hatred or whatever it is that's fundamental to their screaming like their venom builds up
0: yeah yeah yeah.
1: and then that way like maybe the ultimate thing like if screaming isn't getting the job done which if you really work yourself into a an uber rant then you'll actually grow the tail you'll actually manifest the tail and be able to to stab people with it
0: way to preempt uh twitter users writing in to say um actually <laughs> if you eat the tail and you die then that's poisonous so yeah okay, okay so we we have the like um that's that's very changing right the idea that like oh we've got to experience certain emotions in order to you know in order to fully use my powers rather than like sparking art or creativity i'm just gonna go just get super riled up like oh like <laughs> like listen man you know we, we we're in danger like the crabmen are gonna rampage throughout the town well hang on i need to go on twitter for a little bit and just yeah just see how mad I can get myself.
1: <laughs> and here's here's the here's the great thing that would be like cathartic about this. I feel and also kind of satirical. So in real life, if you go on Twitter and get matter and matter and matter, then like there's no end to it. There's no yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no. You do get
0: superpowers. You just it's just frustrating.
1: I think the screaming devilkin they'll get more and more venom, which they can translate to louder and louder and more and more screaming. Ultimately, they grow the tail. That's like their war form. At a certain point, I think the human actually physically becomes. A screaming baby, mm-hmm. and that's when it's most powerful. But then after that, it, it's gone. Like it has to leave this plane. So that's oh, like okay, it's a good one. That's that's the tragic end. If you get too angry, then you like you actually devolve into being a literal screaming baby with wings, and then you fly away.
0: Right. So you have to you have to uh, uh, go as high as you can without going over. Kind of. Price is yes. right structure that's good and i like both that and the tail because they save it from the other problem of adapting a screaming creature into the modern thing which is that the screaming devil can adapt it to a modern uh setting is fine but there's nothing about it that wouldn't be improved if it were a banshee right like Mm -hmm. which is more evocative and more a, a thing that people know what it is and so on but so if you do the poison in the tail and you make them hostile rather than you know sad and I think, yeah, I think they work neatly. I, okay, I got to admit, that's pretty, I, I'm, I am surprised and pleased that the Screaming Devilkin actually does kind of work because I thought, I, I thought for sure this one was a non-starter. I didn't, I did not see <laughs> how we were going to get from Nightmare Baby to something that like you would have in a modern game, let alone that somebody would play. Um, and we did, we did have to go pretty far from the base baby, but I think that that's perfectly justifiable under the circumstances
1: yeah yeah i i'm very happy with this one and uh you know what we also incorporated a lot of stuff about like this is clearly inspired by the world we live in so future historians when they're going back to listen to podcasts to see what 2020 was like i think the screaming baby episode that's a shoe in that's going to be somebody's (laughs) curriculum uh that's a what a thought okay this has been mega monster dumb man Listen to me, Chris, on Megadumbcast at megadumbcast.podbean.com and get access to Fuck Mary Slay, my patrons-only series about Vampire the Masquerade, at patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Listen to James on his D&D monster podcast, Monsterman, at monsterman.lipson.com and support him at patreon.com slash monsterman for access to his Patron Deities podcast series, among other rewards. This episode's music, used under a Creative Commons license, is Unto Death by Prescription Pills, whose work you can find at freemusicarchive.org music slash prescription pills. Thanks for listening.